And what's going on, everybody? This is Kelvin. I am back with another episode of the Kelvin Wilson Show. How's everybody doing on this beautiful day? Hope everybody's doing good. I'm doing good as well. And um, I have something that I want to talk about as usual. That's why I do this podcast, because it's me just talking about what I want to talk about. And this is no exception. So you've probably been wondering what has taken me so long to actually do another podcast. Well, I was trying to find something to do an episode on, and I was watching this particular um, series on television, and I wanted to digest everything really before I actually started to talk about what I thought about the series, what I think personally about the series, um, and I just wanted to take some time to just kind of digest everything and just kind of work out what I have in my head to come to you guys about and talk about it. So like we do all the time, I'm going to take a pause for the calls and we'll be right back with more of the Kelvin Wilson Show. y'all we are back thank you for tuning in to the kelvin wilson show so uh let's get on with what it is that i want to talk about right now this will probably be very emotional but i do have to talk about it because huh so I want to say a week ago or so, I, like everybody else, tuned in to Netflix to see a limited series created by the goddess who walks among us by the name of Ava DuVernay. This limited series is called When They See Us. For those that don't know about this particular series or the story behind this series, this is based on a true story about five black and brown young boys who were accused of beating and raping a white woman jogger in Central Park in 1989. These kids range from the ages of 14 to 16 years old. The series explores not only this incident, 
and what happened and how it manifested itself into um, these these boys going to jail but it also talks about the justice system and how the justice system in works with the police in works with the district attorney's offices in works with the city now I cannot really say or speak on the racial tensions that was going on in New York. All I have is an idea from stories that I've heard and movies that I've seen. One of those movies being Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee and how you know on the hottest day of the the year all this stuff is going on you know between friends and and family and people that you work with and people of the neighborhood but it's all of these these this tension going on with black people and white people and Asian people and and Italians and, and just this melting pot of people that, that live in this particular section of Brooklyn. Now, let's, from do the right thing, let's go to Harlem, 1989. I'm pretty sure that the same thing, if not even worse, was going on. And especially, you know, um, where it seemed like Central Park was like a a haven for almost everybody to go to. So you probably had the riches of the rich to the poorest of the poor all hanging out at this park or going to this park um, because it's a very beautiful, huge park you know from from my understanding of it so these four boys or five boys I should say um were caught up in this this mix of every black man every black boy and brown boy are suspects um because there was a group of black and brown boys they were around the park they were messing with people at the park they were wilding because that was the that was the code see the one thing that people don't understand especially um when you think about black and brown boys and black and brown girls there's codes that people use to describe black and brown people. Wilden was one of them in that incident. Wilden, um, war on drugs, welfare queens, welfare babies. You see where I'm going with this? Anytime those words were brought up, that clearly meant that there was a war or 
there was a this was a tactic to scare white people about black and brown people so these kids get these kids get arrested they get sent to the police station where they are harassed and beat and pretty much scared and have to basically tell the cops what they want to hear even though they did nothing wrong the cops was not going to let them go until they got what they wanted and what they wanted was a confession so the story like I said is about five uh, young boys so um, there's Kevin Antron Yusef Corey and Raymond. Uh, this series basically it shows you how they were treated in the police station, how they were treated in the court, and how they were treated when they were found guilty, how they were treated in juvenile, in jail. But let's not forget while Kevin, Antron, Yusef, and Raymond all did juvenile uh, stints and then after juvenile stints they ended up going to prison Corey Corey Wise who was 16 years old at the time ended up going to Rikers because he was the oldest one and Corey got swept up in the sea of everybody else because Corey was friends with Yusef and they were taking Yusef off to the precinct Corey said I'm gonna be I'm gonna go to support my friend let's let's really just think about this you go because you see one of your friends get hauled off by the police to go to the police station and you say you know what I'm gonna go because I know my boy and I need and I know he needs some support so you go there for moral support of your friend and then you get you get caught up in this nonsense and you end up having to get beat up and, and have to, to force a confession out of you or something that you didn't do, but they made you believe that you did it, and they made you believe that if you if you just tell us what you did, you get to go home. They lied to those kids. They lied to the kids' family. They These kids had to go to trial. And even after evidence upon evidence upon evidence 
upon evidence of these kids, these five particular kids, not touching that woman, not beating that woman, not sexually abusing that woman, not even around that woman because they tested their footprints and everything. This is DNA we're talking about, right? All the DNA evidence said that these boys did not do what they were on trial for and because they played that confession in the courtroom and I was telling my brother as we were sitting here watching it, I said to him, because he asked me, he said, dog, all that, all that DNA evidence and they still went to jail? And I said, I guarantee you those confession tapes was the nail in the coffin. These kids did not deserve to go to jail for something that they didn't do. And everybody who from from the police from the police officers to the district attorney to to the district attorney's office everybody benefited from this Linda Linda Fairstein um I can't think of the the district attorney who 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 tried the case she benefited from it those cops benefited from it everybody benefited from it those kids had to be this is this is what this is I'm glad that Ava DuVernay changed the name of the of the series because of course it could have just been the Central Park Five right because that's what they're known as the Central Park Five but she changed it to when they see us now think about that for a minute when they see us really think about that when they see us when they see us what do they see when they see us do they see the humanity do you see the tears that we cry do you see the pain that we go through do you see Do you see anything or do you just see the monsters, the drug dealers, the pimps, gangbangers, and a lot of times, if not more than basically more than you will ever know that's how they see us that's exactly how they see us this not only talks about you know these boys and what they went through and how basically these young boys thrown into adult situations have 
to grow up and become men and then have to get out of jail and say, okay, you're out of jail. Now you can be part of society. But what happens when you get out of jail and people tell you that you have to implement your way into society and get back to being a a citizen of this society when everybody looks at you weird? You was in jail for what? Or you was in jail, you can't become a teacher because you got to do all this stuff to become a teacher. And because you were in jail, you can't do it. The justice system does nothing for people, especially black and brown people, to give them an opportunity to re-implement themselves into society. There's a lot of people that can't get jobs right now. But there's probably a lot of people that can't get jobs because of the fact they've been in prison. What do you see when they see us? Charlemagne the God said something I heard the other day where he said, I could have been an alcoholic for 15 years and got clean and sober and been sober for five years. And the only thing that you care about or the only thing that you can remember is how I was as a drunk. We always want people, including prisoners, especially when they get out of jail, to put their past behind them and be this model citizen. But we don't give them a chance to do that. So don't be surprised if they go slang drugs or if they steal or if they rob somebody or do something. Don't be uh, don't be shocked that that's what they go back to doing because being in jail and having to grow up so fast just like these kids did you don't have a choice they make it seem like you have a choice but in reality when you're black and you're brown you do not have a choice this system is not created for you it never has been so that's why I get totally upset when I see news reports about somebody wanting to do a white history month, like white people are going, like white people are, are they think that they're, they're uh, fading out. Like you're still the majority right now. It's more of you than it is of everybody else. And yet y'all feel like the minorities? Your power structure that was created for you is not destroying you. It is destroying black and brown people. It has from the beginning of time and it will continue to happen because these laws that everybody follows are laws that never had us in mind. And that's that's just 
how sad it is. Because we'll never get the chance to change those laws. I think every law that has ever been written needs to be dissected and needs to to maybe change. The laws need to change. The justice system needs to change. The prison system needs to change. I just want to say that when they see us as a fantastic drama, uh, it's available on Netflix. Like I said, it was created, co-written, and directed by Ava DuVernay. Um, the the cast is brilliant. You have uh, Gerald Jerome, Jovan uh, Adipo, Michael K. Williams, Logan Marshall Green, Joshua Jackson, Blair Underwood, Vera Vermiga, John Leguizamo, Felicity Huffman, Nisi Nash, Anjanu Ellis, and Kyle uh, Bunbury. I don't have anything else to say, but watch this series. Watch it. Pharrell uh, has a song with his group uh, NERD called uh, Lemon. And at the beginning of the song, he says, the truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. So you will get pissed off. You will see the truth about what happened to these boys and what the system did to these boys. So you will see the truth. The truth will set you free. But first, it'll piss you off. And after seeing this movie, or this miniseries, I should say, what are you prepared to do? And I want to thank you again for joining me today on the Kelvin Wilson Show. And until then, I'll see you next time. Peace.